When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, the full CHGO White Sox crew. That is Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And if you missed the one-on-one interview with Pedro Grafal from yesterday, you can go back and listen to that episode or check out allchgo.com. Vinny published the full transcript between him and Pedro Grafal, so you can go read it for yourself. The man in the middle, Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button. Make sure you are subscribing. We are getting closer and closer to 50,000 subscribers. John Danks, 1,000 subscribers. John Danks, 1,000 subscribers. What about uh, Danks? What about him? Hey, I think maybe we'll find out if we hit 50,000 subscribers. Jesus, let's get there. Probably not. Uh, but anyways, uh, make sure you are telling your family, your friends, this is basically a no-hitter going on. This is a perfect game. We got to, you know, let everyone know that we're getting closer and closer to 50,000 subscribers, especially as we are trying to reach that before our two-year anniversary on March 4th. So hit that subscribe button. Uh, Also want to welcome in our new diehards for today. Uh, If you aren't a diehard yet, make sure you go over to allchgo.com. When you sign up, you get a shirt, you get this nice box full of stickers, uh, a membership card as well. You get access to our CHGO Discord where you get to chat with fans like yourself. John, Derek, Mike, Thomas, Tom and Neil all joined us today. So thank you for becoming a diehard. Um, on today's show, Vinny. Oh, wait. And we're being produced today by Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Uh, on today's show, we will be doing uh, more of the interview series that Vinny recorded down in Arizona. We had Michael Kopech on uh, Monday. We had Pedro Grafal on Tuesday. Today, Wednesday, we have Paul DeYoung. I don't know why I'm struggling to get these names out. Uh, you got them all right. I did get them yeah. all right. Uh, and then we'll talk about the Bailey Horn and Matt Thompson trade that happened yesterday. And I forget who tried to get it in at the end of the, bu- the buzzer. I think it was White Sox Tom. It was. White Sox Tom not only got the Jesse Schulten's UCL surgery mentioned on the show yesterday, but we got to make it up to the listeners. We got to devote a whole segment to the Jesse Schulten's UCL uh, surgery. I mean, you know, I feel bad for Jesse, but uh, that's going to be hard to, to fill that much time with Jesse Schulten's talk. I'll just say the name Davey Garcia over and over and over and over and over again, and then maybe that will fill 15 minutes. Do you think that's related, or you just, he's a guy on the White Sox? He pitched, well, he's a guy on the White Sox. I mean, he pitched today, right? He did pitch today. Two scoreless innings for uh, our guy, Davey Garcia. Two scoreless innings, only one walk, no hits, 
Three strikeouts. What was he facing the White Sox? Uh, White Sox West, the Padres. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> Cody's laughing off screen. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, quit screwing around. Uh, Vinny, again, uh, chatted with Michael Kopeck. He chatted with Pedro Grafal. We got two more tomorrow to bring to you. But today you chatted with uh, Paul DeYoung. Uh, so we got some talk on leadership in the clubhouse, what he learned from St. Louis. Uh, you, I also didn't know this. His family's from the South Side. So you brought that up as well. And uh, I thought he had uh, an interesting... Uh, Quote there, we made it the headline, but uh, he thinks that, you know, it's a, it's a new year for the, the, the 2024 White Sox. Indeed it is. Whether you think they're going to win 62 and 100 games, maybe they'll win 70. It's a fresh start and that uh, a lot of good vibes out of uh, White Sox camp. So let's uh, quit uh, wasting time and jump into the Paul DeYoung chat with Vinny. Here is Vinny with Paul DeYoung. Welcome to Sox Camp. Uh, what has it been like with the new team so far? So far, so good. Just uh, enjoying this beautiful Arizona weather and getting to know my teammates and staff and uh, getting our work in. And, you know, it's just been a real smooth camp so far. What is the process of coming to camp with a new team and, and kind of meeting a lot of new folks and, and, and getting to know your teammates so you guys can be kind of in sync by the time the season comes around? Well, uh, having some familiarity with some of these guys, playing against them for some years, um, it's nice to be able to, you know, have some conversations that's not like, hey, nice double whenever I get whenever they get to second base so uh, it's nice to have some of these guys on the team and uh, all last week we had a lot of good work um, working with the infielders mostly just familiarizing ourselves um, you know with uh, just the the looks and uh, you know working together uh, these last few days has been great too just to gain that uh, familiarity. Pedro Grafol has been talking a lot about the kind of message that he's relaying to you guys the way that he wants to play how do you kind of summarize what you've heard from the skipper? That uh, it's a brand new year we have uh, all the greatest opportunities in front of us and we have a lot of great uh, core pieces that maintained uh, from last year but then uh, you know a lot of new pieces that came in that are hungry to uh, to prove that this division can be ours and uh, we're just going to work each day to go and uh, accomplish that goal what does fast mean to you Fast means um, playing, uh, playing at full speed, whatever, whatever that speed is for you. It seems to be the word of camp this year. Is that, uh, is that what Pedro is kind of instilling in everybody? I think the attention to detail has been really good. Um, you know, our, our scheduling has been good. We've been working, uh, especially uh, pitchers and, and position players, uh, infielders especially, working on situations like rundowns and bunt plays and back picks and all those types of things. Um, we, we really need to practice those at full speed, and so far so good. They've been uh, really smooth. Defense was obviously a big priority for Chris Getz in the front office this winter, part of the reason you're here. How do you kind of view the benefit that a really good defense can give to a team? Well, playing for some good defenses over my years with the Cardinals, I saw how it could keep us in games and allow us to win games late in the in, late innings. And so also, this is the major leagues. You can't give teams extra outs. And for us to be able to make routine plays consistently will give us our best chance for our offense to work and play like it should. What do you make of, of this infield? Is it going to be making those plays all year long? Absolutely. I know Nikki and I are going to be working our best to, to make those plays up the middle and, and do our best there. And uh the corners, everyone seems to be working hard, and uh, I think with Eddie, we got a good idea of how we want to go about things, how we want to communicate, and how we want to work specific uh, plays, and I think that's the biggest difference that uh, I've noticed playing for the Cardinals is how uh, we would talk about specific plays, especially after the game if something comes up, just to go over it and be on the same page. 
you've mentioned it a couple of times. It's something that I that really stuck out to me when we talked to you after you signed your time with St. Louis. Uh, what did they do and how did they do it that really is something that you're going to try to bring over here to the White Sox? Well, it was kind of a combination. You know, Ozzie Smith would always be at, at spring training and Ozzie's, you know, flash and, and smooth and can dance and, you know, all those types of things. But then combining that with uh, Jose Okendo, my infield instructor, and then Stubby Clapp, um, just uh, the fundamentals. We would practice and talk about specific plays, and he would go around to each position um, and talk about those different plays that you're going to have and then working on those consistently and daily and really mastering the fundamentals and, and not being too cool or, or too good to, to master the fundamentals. That's what it comes down to. Did they have kind of an overarching vibe that really that was really easy for everybody to buy into? Yeah, you just see the history. You see the guys that come back, you know, the, the Red Jacket Hall of Famers, um, you know, having guys like Wainwright and Yadier Molina and then Pujols in the clubhouse and then, you know, trading for Goldschmidt and Arenado, just two superstars. So you see that, uh, you know, the, the hardest workers are your best players. And so that's what you want to see uh, um, on this clubhouse is, is that our best players are our hardest workers and they bring everybody else up with them. When you talk to Chris Getz and, and probably Pedro and, and, and other members of this front office and coaching staff during the offseason before you signed or while you were signing, we'll say, did you hear some of those same things? And did, did some of those things jump out to you as being like, I want to be a part of that because I know that that works? Yeah, I, I think just um, my opportunity to play for this team, knowing you know where they were last year and where they want to get to, I think I fit right in um, to play shortstop and make fundamental plays, and then you know allow my offense to go out there and do what I'm capable of. And then you know just being from Chicago area and Antioch, I, I grew up there, and so it's it's a special place for me to come back and, and play. And so you know there's a lot of things to be excited for uh, this season. You obviously haven't gotten back to Chicago quite yet, but what is it like to be know that you're going home. Well, it was nice to go to Sox Fest and see some of the fans. Uh, a lot of them knew about Antioch. A lot of them knew about Illinois State. So, you know, going to games as a kid, uh, you know, you never really – I mean, you want to be out there and playing, but for me to be able to, you know, go to, go to a game when I'm in middle school and then end up using it as my home field is, is pretty special for me. So I'm really going to take it all in on day one and just uh, be thankful for this opportunity. You got some relatives from the south side too, you said, right? Yeah, my great-grandmother was born there, and then my grandmother was also born there. They left in the 50s um they moved up to northern wisconsin but you know they they used to go to games at comiskey and and wrigley and so it's it's just a special place to uh to be able to know my family came from the south side and now be playing for the south siders looking up and down this lineup what do you see i mean there's guys who obviously have so much talent moncada robert jimenez do you see this lineup as being one that can do an awful lot of damage absolutely and uh ben intendi vaughn uh sheets i mean you, you, it's just a great lineup top to bottom and uh i'm happy to be you know joining this and trying to bring my best out and i think it's gonna be a whole different team this year with uh you know just the defense uh maldonado back there um you know nikki and i are new and so just being able to play play a complete team baseball i think that's what it's all about we got some great pitching too so i think uh you know it's just about you know, taking it day by day and understanding that we got each other's backs and that, you know, if, if somebody makes an error, we're going to make up for it. Or if somebody gives up some early runs, we're going to score. So it's just a matter of uh, playing the game and not getting too far ahead of ourselves. What have you been working on from an offensive standpoint to try to maybe, you know, 
at least from a production production wise get closer to some of the numbers you had earlier in your career i think this is a good park for me to hit i won't have to try too hard um as far as driving the ball and it seems to be a good hitters park for me so i'm just going to keep things simple and try to get back to uh going the other way right center with base hits and then hit hanging breaking balls the left center and if i can do that and uh you know over my experience from my career just seeing more pitches um you know seeing what seeing other guys in the league should uh, help me moving forward obviously only a little bit into the spring but are you seeing positive results are you seeing kind of things that you want to see at this stage absolutely you know we're we've been working we've been um We've been doing stuff in the cage. I've been working on, you know, different angles, different pitches, different speeds, and uh, just really trying to sharpen in my mental attitude and my mental approach. And uh, these games will give me some good feedback. We've heard Pedro talk about something that's provided a little motivation in the clubhouse, the projected playoff chances. Is that what was it like when he when he brought that up, or did you guys kind of all see it separately? Yeah, everyone gets to see those at the beginning of the year, and uh, <clears throat> they can do whatever they want in their uh, video game um, projections. Uh, you know, we're the ones out here with free will and, and the chance to impact the game. So I think uh, from an attitude standpoint, um, you know, myself and the rest of the guys are just trying to do our job specifically to uh, our best of our ability, and that will take care of itself by the end of the year. We've heard from a lot of your teammates saying that you think it might be able to surprise some people, this team. Do you think that this team has what it takes to, to surprise some folks? Oh, absolutely. I think the AL Central is wide open for us, and uh, we're going to go out there and do our best, and, uh, you know, the best team will win. And what really we have to do is take care of the baseball, make plays. Um, you know, pitchers do their thing, and I know our offense is going to do well. So just we got to combine all that together and uh, play as a group. That's Paul DeYoung and Vinny Duber. We will talk more on what Paul DeYoung had to say about the whole different team that the White Sox will be in 2024. But we want to let you know about our great sponsors. First up is our friends over at Monster Jam. I feel a little pressure now that you clipped that. I mean, you know, let let Luke and let Mario pat themselves on the back. We can just do great ad reads over and over again because 12,000 pound, 12 feet tall, generating 1,500 horsepower. I got to read this. Oh, no. You got I, I try to. I don't want to read the same read over again, you know, because then it's just it's me doing. It's Sean. I, I what wanna... day of the week will this be taking place? <sighs> Hold on. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> twelve thousand pounds, twelve foot tall machines generating fifteen hundred horsepower. This is Monster Jam. Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Allstate Arena. Unscripted, unexpected, unforgettable, unmatchable. This is Monster Jam. Come see monsters like Stone Crusher. Just get her done. Monster Mutt Dalmatian. Scooby-Doo. Zombie. El Toro Loco. Megalodon. And everyone's favorite. Grave Digger. Experience big time family fun at Monster Jam. Live at the Allstate Arena. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. At the Allstate Arena. Link for tickets in the description. Be there. Be there. Be there. All right, and then you do a normal. Was, what was the one? Monster Mutt Dalmatian? <laughs> Monster Mutt Dalmatian. And Scooby Doo? Scooby Doo. Monster Mutt Dalmatian is definitely the one I'm rooting for. Zoinks. I do remember Gravedigger. He was the stuff. Yeah, he was, he's the he's guy. He's still cooking. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> they just switch out the driver all the time. I think they, you know, it's not the same guy. Nope. Same it's car. It's a long too. career. In the same car, too. A long right? career for yeah, Gravedigger. I remember Digger. for the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> using the same wheels too. Yep. They haven't they haven't changed them. Uh, all right, Vinny, why don't you tell us about our friends over at Line of Kugels? You're not actually wearing the shirt, so I feel like. Well, I only like... have the. Well, that's not even true. Oh, I have two. <laughs> you have two. Shirts. I have two Line of Kugels shirts. <laughs> the T-shirt I wore yesterday, uh, you know, 
It needs to be washed. I'm not going to do it two days in a row. Uh, the other one I have is a, is a zip hoodie, mm-hmm. but I made the mistake of putting it in the dryer a few too many times, and so now it's my wife's zip hoodie. Uh, <laughs> but guys... Line Kugel is the official craft beer of the Chicago White Sox, as you know, and they now are a wonderful sponsor here at CHGO White Sox. Uh, I love Line Kugels. I'll tell you what, Wimpy, I love Line Kugels. Um, whether it's the summer shandy, which you could have been drinking yesterday because it was 72 degrees outside. Today, not exactly shandy weather, but you're in luck because there's plenty of other varieties of, uh, of lineys like what Herb's got going on there. The sunset wheat, that's a very delicious brew. They've also got the honey vice, which I love. Uh, they've also got uh, the lakeside cherry that, uh, is over in the fridge and I've yet to try and I'm very excited about that. So uh, we're going to give that a go, but there are, the list goes on and on. Uh, I love going up to Wisconsin and you know, whether you're at a fine supper club up there, whether you're, paddling uh, a lake in a canoe or whether you're sitting at Summerfest watching the Black Crows, uh, you go ahead and you get yourself one of them Liney's Originals, which I believe you can only get in Wisconsin. So that's definitely definitely something that you've got to put on your bucket list if you want to do it. But I'll tell you this, folks. The phrase Wisconsin innovation comes to mind. The cheese curd. The indoor water park. And of course, Line and Kugel's fantastic for, uh, family of beers. So, Flavor life simple moments with Lining Kugels, the official craft beer of the Chicago White Sox. You should go to liney.com slash CHGO to find delivery options near you. That's L-E-I-N-I-E dot com slash CHGO. Or just run on down to the jewels and pick up Lining Kugels pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Lining Kugels, flavor the moments, celebrate responsibly. The Jacob Lining Kugel Brewing Company, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. You brought up uh, Summerfest. You was playing Summerfest this year? Who's that? Herb's, Many people, I would imagine. But, Herb's yeah. favorite band, Motley Crue. Oh. Oh. There's no end in that. Motley Crue. Kickstart my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also someone named Alana Springsteen, uh, who I think has zero relationship to yeah. Bruce. Oh, maybe a cover band. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I would hate to listen to that. <laughs> that would be horrendous. All right. Uh, going back to your interview with Paul DeYoung, what stood out the most from that eight minutes? Uh, what was the, the the most gripping thing that stood out to you guys? Well, listen, it's, it, it goes back, as I mentioned to him in that interview, it goes back to when we first talked to him after he signed, and he keeps bringing up the, them St. Louis Cardinals. And while... I'm sure there's plenty of White Sox fans there is like, all right, your time with the Cardinals is over. You need to be on the White Sox now. Remember the idea of bringing a lot of these guys in this offseason. It was to contribute things that they had picked up elsewhere, playing for other organizations and bringing them in to a team that is going through a complete makeover in the White Sox. And that includes not just the way they're going to play on the field, the way the roster is going to look like, but what they want to have in that clubhouse. And when you throw all of that together – you can make fun of that classic Cardinal way as much as you'd like and whether they lived up to it or not, but that was a team that had a lot of success and that was a team that did things a certain way. Whether the White Sox want to do things that way or even in a similar way we you know remains to be seen but they want to have their own way so to speak. And so to bring in a guy like DeYoung who can lean on those experiences who those experience are, experiences are obviously very important to him based on the way that he talks about them it's a nice influence to have in that clubhouse and a nice way to kind of go about the beginning of this project to, to have Paul DeYoung say, this is how we did things in St. Louis. Let's pick a few of those and do them here to have Martin Maldonado say, this is how we did things in Houston. Let's pick a few of the best things and try to do them here. And even 
commence eye roll, guys that they've brought in with ties to the Royals, that was a team for a couple of years who was right at the top of the American League. So it, it, it all kind of comes together into a nice little, I guess, gumbo of good influences from the way that teams around the league do things. And for what a White Sox fan base, Herb, I'm sure you can identify with this, that has been begging for the White Sox to grab ideas from not just inside their own house. Correct. That seems like something that is a step in that direction, and it seems like something that White Sox fans should be pleased with. Yeah, and I think that people kind of downplay how hard it is to be traded, especially from a team that pretty much drafted you and uh, cultivate you into the player that Paul DeYoung was last year. Remember, he was pretty much a Cardinal the whole time and then was wayward to to Toronto and then the Giants last year. And he has admitted in multiple interviews that that was really hard for him. And so hopefully where he still has love, you could hear in his voice and how he sparks up when he starts talking about the Cardinals when he was talking to Vinny. He still has love for the Cardinals, and he wants to bring some of that type of attitude here to the White Sox. When he was talking about having Goldschmidt and Arenado, your best players, being your hardest workers, I wish that were for the White Sox. And and talking about baseball after the games, I know that's just a little thing that uh, people say every, every once in a while, but you hear from the old-timers like a Mark Grace from the Cubs and uh, Frank Thomas from the White Sox and all the former Cardinal people too, where... If you're talking about the game after the game, good or bad, you can have a rapport with your people and have a little bit more understanding of how, where they're coming from, if they made an air or if they made a play. You can have a little bit more understanding of how to do things in the future instead of, you know, just, hey, the game's over. Let's get showered up. Let's go home. These relationships, I think, matter, and it seems like Paul DeYoung had great relationships in the Cardinals. He's talking about Ozzie Smith and how great a dancer he is and all the old people coming back to the Cardinals and instilling that way of baseball that they have there. And if he wants to bring that type of atmosphere here for the Chicago White Sox, as we don't really have an identity as a White Sox collective— Every time we see the White Sox on a national TV spotlight, it's always usually for something bad. And so if Paul DeYoung and all the rest of the people that Vinny named bring their styles of baseball and what they do well to the White Sox, they're not going to win the, for the most part, not going to win the AL Central. But I think the baseball will be better. And I think the atmosphere and the collective feeling around this team will be better because last year was just demoralizing and uh, coming off a demoralizing year from the past uh, in 2022, you can't keep on having that and having the same uh, players in the same positions that they were having Paul DeYoung, a new fresh face, bringing in a different perspective and hopefully his old bat from when he was hitting 30 home runs to the White Sox will be great for us. Yeah. I thought it was interesting too, when he brings up uh, just the park that he will be playing in, he thinks that he would likely be able to generate more homers at guaranteed rate field than uh, at Bush stadium. Also uh, what, not AT&T, but Oracle park now, yeah. right? Yeah. For San Francisco, Whoa, uh, uh, even Rogers center for Toronto. And you look at Statcast. he said 116 home since 2017 to 2023 if he was playing in Chicago for all those at least uh, in, in guaranteed rate field instead of 116 he would have 136 uh, so I mean may, maybe the park would be more beneficial to him I hear your point on cleaner baseball and I, I think we're still getting there like I think that you know vibes are clean but you even asked him about fast and I thought he had a good response of playing at your fullest speed whatever that is 
we kind of hear Martin Maldonado, you know, he's not that fast and, and he's standing up in front of the clubhouse. Like, I don't know how much of this is natural and maybe it is guys just going off of what they know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what Martin Maldonado has seen before. So he's going to try to set an example here. Paul DeYoung, again, obviously has seen stuff from Albert Pujols and all the guys that he rattled off, like Nolan Arenado and uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Wayno. Uh, and Wayno, right? But you know, how much can he actually truly apply that to the White Sox and how much of it is just a, an idea or a hope? Hopefully the, the good, strong hopes turn into to, to positivity and, and to, to vibes into the, uh, the White Sox organization and the team. But again, I don't, I don't know. We, we've seen six spring training games and they're one in five and really can't hit the ball. And he was talking about him and Nicky going to take care of the up the middle stuff. I'm just play yesterday. Nicky's playing, I think it was Mookie Betts pretty much up the middle, right behind second base. Mookie hits a ball to where the second baseman's supposed to be, and Nicky easily gets over to a spot that would have been a single otherwise last year. I mean, Alessandro's was fine, but Nicky covered that ground that wouldn't have been covered last year. And so, yes, the up-the-middle defense, and then I think Paul DeYoung later in that game was kind of playing up the middle and got a ball on the second on the first base side a second and did the same. So I think they what they're talking about is true, that they're not just uh, having um, – you know, just saying things just to say them. They're actually good defenders. Nicky Lopez has in unlimited rage from what I saw yesterday. And, you know, Mookie Betts doesn't hit the ball soft, especially on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you liked the video game projections line, too. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> all, all, all these damn computers getting bashed for the hard work it that really, they're putting in. It really makes me seem like an old man. It does. I, I, don't, mean, I, don't, know why, I don't know why. I mean, like, I don't like the idea that, like, a computer spits out projections and everybody in the media has to talk about it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's one computer spitting it out, whatever. Let's see what happens kind of thing. But like, it really makes me seem like I have some sort of anti-technology <laughs> stance out here. Like, you know, the machines are coming to take over. Bah. Like, I, re- I like things back in analog mode. You lived through Y2K. I did. You like and I'm Will, still here. You like Will Smith and iRobot? Just trying to kill all the robots, yeah, like oh, exactly. They're not this because he is a robot. Well, it's Armis. You couldn't have made dude. me. You couldn't I'm have made sorry. me John Connor. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that the? They've been, been too old. Is I Robot and Terminator the same thing? No, no. Oh. Terminator's better. Wow. <laughs> is it? Is it? The first two. Okay. Yeah. After that, it drops off pretty significantly. Oh, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> I, I got to watch more movies. I haven't seen. Remember the Titans, I Robot, or Terminators One and Two. Wow. How about I Am Legend? No, but isn't that no? That's like it's not the same thing. But it's like With instead zombies. of robots, it's a it's an apocalypse. Now you're just naming Will Smith movies. Yes, <laughs> um, Ali, uh, not not Hitch. Ugh. Ugh. My favorite. When, my one of the worst ones. When when we were when I was in when I was in fourth grade, we had to make those little time capsule things where you put a bunch of your favorite stuff in a shoebox, and then you open it when you graduate from <laughs> yeah. from uh, high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I put in there was the VHS cover to Men in Black because it was my favorite movie. Hell yeah. I have a, a time capsule from third grade. I should go find it in my mom's... Uh... You never opened it? No. And oh, I, there's, wow. I know there's a Sox logo on that, and I know it's black because I, I, I colored it. Uh, all my favorite sports teams. Sure. My favorite team, especially after third grade when the Sox won in second grade, uh, was the White Sox. So yeah, I'll go find that and dig out all the stuff. Maybe and I'll put a Wanya rebate card in there. <laughs> and I get what you're saying, Vinny, because the computer really has no culpability. There's no going back to the computer. It's like, you fucked up. It's like, I don't care. Who cares? Those are the numbers. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel the same way when living people make those projections, too. It's like, okay, that's your projection. 
what makes it any different from any other one kind of thing. Uh, but people get so uh, into the Pocoto ones, especially, and it just seems like they're wrong all hey, the time. Pedro Grafol's hanging it up on his wall. He hey, is. Pedro Grafol isn't above it. Uh, Connor is, uh, KPW is in the chat, is uh, joining in and naming. Uh, I'm down there. Uh, yeah, naming Will Smith movies. Uh, he throws out Hancock. I saw that in theaters. It's an all right movie. It, that one also seems like What a like, twist. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. You haven't seen twist. it? No, I have seen Hancock. I just don't remember. You don't remember the twist? Okay. Well, I'm he's not- like a superhero, right? Yeah, well, he yeah. Is. That's not the twist. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Jason Bateman at its finest. Jason Bateman's in that movie. Did you is watch the, the movie? No, I, don't remember. Remember. I don't remember the twist, let alone who else is in right. it besides well, Will Smith. We don't want to spoil Hancock um, for the viewers, so we'll talk about wait, the twist off air. Honestly, this just feels Charlize like... Charlize Theron? This just feels like... Uh, I, I do remember Charlize okay. Theron being in it. But, uh, you know, naming all these things that I don't know about. Terminator, Terminator 2, Hancock, iRobot, I Am Legend. Uh, Paul DeYoung is kind of... It's kind of like Paul DeYoung talking about Soxfest. He thought that thing at the Field Museum was Soxfest. To be fair... Good job. To be fair... You know, he had never been to actual Sox Fest, so he's, he's but he's been to Cardinal Fest for sure. I'm sure that he has. And yes. all those people told him about uh, Antioch. I, I, I know about Antioch. Yeah, birds in the bat. Great. Uh, Someone, one of our one of our uh, uh, commenters here asked what part of the South Side Paul DeYoung's family or uh, you know ancestors are from. And uh, back when he signed, he clued us in. They're from South Deering. Is that? That's, a, that's about as far south on the south side as you can get. That's a neighborhood, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, I believe, the furthest south neighborhood mm-hmm. in Chicago. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. A little south and a little east. Uh, yeah. I mean, for, I mean, that's about the same southness as Marionette Park and uh, what's it called? Uh, Beverly. So I mean, that's like yeah. the south of Chicago. And then they moved to northern Wisconsin, maybe up to... Jacob Lyon and Kugel, Chippewa Falls. They're like, you know what? They're like, you know what? South side of Chicago in the 1950s? Not cold enough. <laughs> Let's, go to Let's go to Wisconsin and uh, create an indoor water park. <laughs> Maybe that's what his family's known for. Uh, Wisconsin right. innovation. Uh, or that Tommy Bartlett thing. Yeah. Are they a sponsor? Who? Tommy Bartlett. In the Wisconsin, Wisconsin Dells. Dells. Either the water show or Robot World. Yeah. Tanny right. says it's one of the worst things of all time. Tanny? Yeah. I trust him. Yeah. Um, St- uh, Stephen Bardo is also th- uh, thrown in uh, Pursuit of Happiness uh, from Will Smith. Uh, Top notch l- movie. Let's, let's wrap it up and uh, let's take another ad break and then we'll talk about the Bailey Horn Matt Thompson trade and we'll talk about Jesse Schulten's undergoing UCL surgery. Uh, we want to let you know about our friends over at Game Time, don't we, Herb? He got, I'm enjoying he Cody's, got, yeah, Cody's he, commentary. Yeah, Cody got screen. a little too <laughs> hyped about the CHGO White Sox. Like about every four minute, four to six minutes, we'll just hear like a sound effect over there, like ooh or mmm. <laughs> he's really he's giving us the live reaction. Yeah. You know, like you know, like when you're watching like a uh, presidential debate mm. and they have the people who like do the little poll, like I feel good about what this guy's saying right now, and then it tr- and then it goes down. I feel bad about this. But I'm, we're getting that live reaction from Cody today. Yeah, CHGO Cody- White Sox is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah. When Cody was in Arizona, Barb was on one of our shows, and she was like, "Where's Cody?" Where's Luke? These guys are terrible. It's like, yeah, we're White Sox people. Yeah, just because so, we're talking about the White Sox and that's yeah, what makes uh, us terrible. Huh, Barb, that's a thing. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets. This is what Game Time believes. Game Time is fast, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, even to the Summerfest, to go and see Motley Crue if you want to do that and waste your money. Um... When I went up to Atlanta or down to Atlanta, I went to go and buy tickets at game time and I wanted to try out the game time guarantee and see if this was a real thing. And it is because I found a 
uh, secondary site that had a lower tickets in the section and row that I was in. Sent this information to Game Time, got my money in my account within 12 minutes. You can see the view from your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to be getting when you do arrive. And with the all-in pricing and the total upfront, you got no hidden fees with Game Time. You can buy your tickets in seconds with two taps. Game Time has deals right up to the start of the event and even an hour after the event starts. It's the place to get or place to go with last-minute seats. I'm going up to Milwaukee at the end of April. I was thinking about buying tickets right now, you know, my usual thing. But I was like, oh, I can wait until actual game time, buy those Yankees Brewers tickets for much cheaper than they are right now. And you can fly in exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee, as I told you before, means you'll get the best price always. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thank you, Herb. And we want to let you know about our friends over at CD1 Price Cleaners. They have low prices. Customers can save over 30% on their dry cleaning by switching their bill to CD1 Price Cleaners. And they have a simple and transparent service. Other cleaners charge a different price for each garment, plus, they upcharge and may have you pay a different price each time you visit at cd1 price cleaners it's in the name they charge one low price for any garment even sports jerseys i think you mentioned you have a mustard stain on your uh, your your white socks jersey i do it's a white white socks jersey it is brutal with lawrence on the back uh they have the same low price even for that and they have a fast turnaround cd1 price cleaners has your order ready the same or next day other cleaners take two to four days to have your garments ready your clean garments ready and once it's ready CD1 Price Cleaners will send you a text when it's ready for pickup. And not only will they wash your shirts, your jerseys, they also offer dry cleaning to wash and fold your laundry. They offer to wash those really just difficult blankets and comforters. I don't have a washing machine big enough to wash those things. CD1 Price Cleaners does. They also offer tailoring and alterations, leather cleaning, and area rug cleaning. So visit chgo.cdone.com. That's cd1.com. The link is in the description. And once you're there, you can pick up from an in-store coupon or online pickup and delivery coupon options. So go check out our friends over at chgo.cd1.com to check out your coupon options for our friends over at CD1 Price Cleaners. All right, let's get into the uh, trade that happened between the two minor leaguers. Uh, Sarah thought this was going to be a lot bigger of a story on yesterday's show. She was like, the Cubs needed their headline. I'm just trying to give you guys... You're producing. Yeah, I'm just trying to hype everything up. Something happened, that's great. What? I'm pretty sure... No, I'm well, he was he wasn't on the show, but I'm, oh. I'm pretty sure Bailey Bailey Horn was in the thumbnail. Wow. Yeah, I know it was a it was a big day for the hey. for the Cubs. Oh, that was yesterday's show. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that was yesterday's show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cleared up some room for Cody Bellinger. Yes, for for Cubs legend Cody Bellinger. Uh, and they could uh, just kept. Bailey Horn and uh, not sign Cody Bellinger like jerks. That's true. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I think their team would probably be better with Bailey Horn than Cody Bellinger. But uh, now looking at this trade again, it's a minor league trade. Uh, Bailey Horn was on the 40-man roster for the Cubs. Like you mentioned, they signed Cody Bellinger. They need 40-man space. So they swap Matt Thompson and Bailey Horn. Bailey Horn is a White Sox again. Former second-round pick in the 2019 draft. Matt Thompson will now be a Chicago Cub. What do we make of this trade? anything uh 
I don't know, maybe not much, but hey, there's another reliever on the 40 man that probably gets thrown right into the mix in terms of, is this a guy that could be part of this mysterious White Sox bullpen this year? Because um, even here we are six games into the Cactus League schedule, and I think we're actually probably one fewer certainty uh, in the bullpen than we were even a week ago, uh, thanks to John Brebbia's current injury. Now, obviously, the White Sox say that they're hopeful he'll be ready for the season, but we'll see. Uh, So I think that uh, you know, this is a guy who probably comes in here with familiarity. The organization knows him, having drafted him, having had him in the minor leagues. Remember, Chris Getz was the farm director when Bailey Horn was a White Sox farm hand, and so here he is uh, doing a little trade backs. He was uh, he went to the Cubs in that Ryan Tapera trade back in 2021. So um, the the thing I think probably the bigger headline for the White Sox though is that Matthew Thompson, former second round pick, is now out of the organization. This is a guy who obviously they had high hopes for. They took him and Andrew Dahlquist uh, in back-to-back rounds, both of them high school pitchers at the time, you know, hoping that they'd turn into something and they have yet to turn into anything. Uh, Even that said, Matthew Thompson was at the most recent rankings, which I believe were after the trade deadline last year that MLB.com did of the White Sox organization. Matthew Thompson was the White Sox number 25 prospect. Bailey Horn wasn't even in the top 30 for the Cubs in those same rankings. So um, things change. Obviously, we've had many months in between then and now, but um, probably just the, the, the bigger headline of that trade is probably the end of Matthew Thompson's uh, attempt at becoming something for the White Sox as they move on to a, uh, a familiar face who is now on the 40-man roster. When that name was brought up yesterday, Matthew Thompson, I had forgotten that he was a White Sox still. I mean, his name, as you brought up Andrew Dahlquist's name, and Jared Kelly, like those people were like drafted out of high school. These guys were, you know, pretty much promoted men. And five years from now, you're going to get these guys in your starting rotation. And he's still young, 23 years old. So I wish the Cubs luck on turning him into the pitcher that the White Sox thought he would be. But it's, you know, good move for the White Sox. Getting a guy where Bailey Horn might not have been on that 30-man uh, list or the prospect list. But the Cubs uh, farm system is a little bit better right. than the White Sox. And so, you know, I think if they reshuffle them and if he still qualifies, which I think he does because he hasn't been a major league player, he'll probably be in that uh, top 30 for the White Sox. And more than likely with the, how the team's going and how the players are um, getting shuffled out, he'll probably have some time on this major league staff if he doesn't make it straight out of spring training. So it's a good move for the White Sox. They didn't really lose anything. I'm sure if Matthew Thompson goes on to a great success, people would be like, you know, who cares? Like he wasn't going to do it here and to get a player like Bailey Horn, which is a need for the team now and going to be a guy that they drafted and reacquired, I think is a decent move, not an earth shattering move, but solid to get a lefty uh, reliever into the bullpen where they have a couple of them, but they're going to of course not have Garrett Crochet for the most part this year as they're hoping he's going to be the one of the starters. I mean, just looking back on that trade though, for an MVP type player, you only get Bailey Horn. But um, Ching. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but that 2019 draft class is just kind of brutal for the White Sox. There was 40 rounds in that draft. Andrew Vaughn has made it to the majors for the White Sox. <sighs> Sammy Peralta. Sammy Peralta has made it to the White Sox. Mm, and Declan all. Cronin has made it to oh, the Declan White Sox. And now he's gone, so, right? Yes. Uh, three White Sox from that class out of 40 have made it to the major leagues for the Sox. And then there's one other name in that draft class. 
that has made it to the major leagues. For someone else. Yes, I will give you $100. I will not know this. Then I don't even want to guess. McKinley Moore is uh, (laughs) the reliever for the the Phillies, and he's made it to the major leagues. But yeah, really rough draft class uh, in there because you got 40 rounds and only four of them made it to the major leagues so far. And you look at them. uh, I mean, the second round pick in Matt Thompson, obviously now out of the organization. Dahlquist really isn't rising up any ranks. You look at the top 27 prospects from Fangraphs. Dahlquist isn't on there. None of the guys from 2019 are on there either um it it, it is just a really tough uh draft class to look at and the horn edition's interesting too just because you look at uh there is someone brought up you know brian bannister uh when he's looking to build a bullpen he wants to be able to change arm slots right it's less about velocity and have as we've seen from the white Sox bullpen it's a lot of guys in the past that have thrown 95 on a slider right it's less about the pitch mix and what their velocity is at but maybe just giving hitters a difficult time up there and it's like oh we're facing a righty who throws very over the top and now we're going to face Tim Hill who's a lefty coming from underneath uh Bailey Horn is a little bit lower of an arm slot than Garrett Crochet so if Crochet is going to be in the bullpen you'll have possibly three lefties if Bailey Horn makes it to the major leagues at any point I think right now he likely won't um but I think if he has a decent season, he could probably make his way up to the major leagues or be one of the next guys up in case of an, a, a, an injury. But it does give them a different arm slot. And a guy that I think could make the major leagues as a lefty, that seems pretty tough. I think it's fine to just kind of fold on Thompson, even though he is only 23 years old, and just kind of say, all right, didn't work out for the four years we had him. And uh, let's go see if you know Bailey Horn can make the majors for us. Because again, I think that's more important for them right now. When do you think like... <clears throat> I know that they expected Thompson, especially with how high they drafted, to be in the majors like right now or five years after you graduated from high school. But when do you think they actually give up on players like this? Because they have, like we were talking about, Dahlquist and Jared Kelly and other pitchers in their system who are relatively young. And if they were to find a spark every once in a while, they would, you know, of course, want them on their team. But like what, like, what is the impetus for getting rid of a guy who's still young. I know he hasn't done well, but like when do you give up on a second round pick for a guy who could help you, but you know, it's not really a earth shattering guy. I mean, it's a case by case basis. I think, I mean, these guys, obviously it's their job to know what's left in them, what they can do, what they can tinker. And not only that, they're the experts on those individual players, right? Hey, I know what this guy's been through. It's not clicking for him here kind of thing. Hey, I know what this guy's been through. He hasn't gotten the chance for it to click here yet, so we would hang on to him in this situation. So I do think, though, it's case by case, and you lean on the you lean on the uh, player development staff to tell you what's the what it, what what are the expected benchmarks for this guy and what is preventing him from getting to there. And if they're like, you know, I. Obviously, they're not just throwing this guy away. Yeah. They made a trade. They got something mm. for him, so to speak. So, like, it's not like they were like, if they didn't trade him, they were just going to tell him to go, you know, hit <laughs> hit the lunch. sidewalk kind <laughs> of thing. But uh, so I think that it, saying giving up is less of is less um, appropriate in this case. Yeah. Um, but I get your point of like, hey, what should I? You know, when we when we do when they have the draft this summer, it's okay. That's the first round pick. That's the second round pick. People want to know what should I, when should I expect to see that player at the major league level? Obviously, all of those guys' journeys are going to be different. But you're right in, in in what I said earlier. The headline is, "Hey, this is a second round pick who's now not part of the organization anymore. Been in it for a long time. It never really clicked for him here. Not to say it won't elsewhere, but 
that's the answer for when you move on from this guy in this very specific situation. Yeah, and I don't know what his current weight is, but he is under 200 pounds, so I just don't know if maybe he's not really adding the muscle that that's needed. I don't know if he's really where they thought he would be at 23. And two, we see Christian Mena, a top 10 prospect yeah. for them, be Oof. traded for Dominic Fletcher. He goes over to Arizona in his first spring training outing. He's throwing 96 on his fastball and getting two miles per hour. So, hey, maybe the Cubs will be able to unlock something with Matthew Thompson. Maybe the Sox feel like they can unlock something with Bailey Horn. Maybe it's a win-win. We don't know. I mean, this might be a trade that we literally never think about again. We, we can easily this never is, discuss Bailey Horn and Matt Thompson again. I'll tell you this much. This has been a, a while now on a minor league deal. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's been a while, and I think it's probably good enough to, to hit the break. Uh, thank you to uh, Sarah for popping up the uh, the Cody hit the like button uh, lower third. We've uh, been putting that up for a couple days now. Okay. Well, we keep mentioning Cody, so right, we know. Hey, why he's, not? he's our biggest Tom. fan today. Um, we want to let you know, though, about our friends over at Ray CDJR. Uh, if you are in the new market for a vehicle, then go check out our friends over at Ray CDJR. Uh, we have some great news for you because they are running their President's Day sales event all month long. And do you know what that means? It's Herb. I do know what that means. What does it mean? I don't no. know the line. Yeah, you don't. Why, I don't why, have it with why, me. Sorry. What are you doing? I do know what that means. What's it mean? I don't know. You'll yeah, be able Herb. to shop. Herb's flip flopping real fast over here. <laughs> You'll be able to shop presidential savings on their wide selection of inventory. I was going to say that. You should have. For a limited time, get 20% off MSRP on all remaining 2023 Jeep Gladiator models with dealer discount. They're number one for new quality vehicles among midsize trucks, says JD Power. And that's not all. Shop their last call on select Dodge Challenger and Charger models. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 dodge muscle cars to choose from at ray cdgr you'll always be able to shop one of chicago lids largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect to thanks to ray's price promise and don't miss out you'll be able to shop all month long great deals all month long and save big because ray cdgr makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever and you got one more day to go get a free oil change. You get that when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at raycdjr.com slash service. But you have to schedule it before tomorrow. So if you are in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit raycdjr in Fox Lake or raycdjr.com, serving the community since 1963. I want to tell you about... The CHGO White Sox, we have three takeovers this year. One of them, May 27th on Memorial Day, KPW's Blue Jays. June 24th versus the Dodgers. And August 9th versus Cody Bellinger and the Cubs. Fireworks to follow that game. The seats will be in Section 147, which is down the third baseline. And remember, diehard members get 20% off of those events also. So go to the CHGO White Sox Twitter page, and it's the pin tweet in the link. Also want to tell you about the clearance sale today. 11.59 is the time that you have to get there before. We get 30% off of any of this gear on the TV and more glasses. The one, the sweatshirt that Sean has on, the sweatshirt that Sarah has on, the shirt that I have on. 30% off, but you have to act fast. And as I checked a couple things, stock is running low right now in some of these shirts. So get it before somebody else beats you to it. So just go to chgolocker.com and stock up on all your favorite shirts, mugs, cups, hats, and sweatshirts like Sean is wearing over there over his head. The 30% is automatically added at checkout. So stock up today at chgolocker.com. 
Thank you, Herb. Uh, let's wrap this show up with a little Jesse Schulten's talk. Maybe less about Jesse Schulten's himself because uh, you know he's injured. He's going to be having uh, UCL surgery. We'll miss the 2024 season, but that does affect the White Sox starting depth. And we did have a list, I think about right before Vinny went to spring training uh, on basically the potential starting pitchers that they could use. That list was 16 long. Now it's 14 long after the injuries to both Jesse Schultons and Shane Drohan. We're not sure what his recovery will look like. So what do you make of that thinning depth? Is 14 possible starters still enough? Well, I I mean, listen, it's, uh, it's only enough if they're good, right? I mean, I think that's the bottom line. But uh, this is why you get depth. And this is why Chris Getz went out and got some of the guys that he did, maybe not to uh, thrill the fan base, as I don't think anybody was going out and buying a customized Shane Drohan jersey. But the idea being that that depth is needed because it's going to get chipped away from, uh, you know, and, and it gets chipped away from at both sides, too. Just because Jesse Schultons and Shane Drohan aren't on your projected starting five doesn't mean they might not have had some sort of impact on the 2024 White Sox. Now they won't. But that's why you get that depth in the first place because it's not just because, all right, Michael Kopech going to start 32 games. Dylan Cease going to start 32 mm-hmm. games. Eric Fetty going to start mm-hmm. 32 games. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So you need as many guys to choose from as you can. You might laugh at the – or not laugh, but you might – think negatively about the idea of the White Sox needing to lean on Jesse Schultons at some point. But let's say Jesse Schultons didn't make the opening day roster, goes down to Charlotte and pitches very well. Then all of a sudden, somebody gets hurt, even if it's not severely, someone gets hurt in June and you need to call somebody up to make a spot start. He could have he could have very easily been that guy, uh, especially after having pitched in the major leagues last year. But that's just an example. There's a lot of guys left on that list, as you mentioned, that Pedro insists are all competing for spots, though I don't really think there's that many spots to compete for. But, uh, you know, that being said, they're going to need more than just five guys. And so to have uh, options to choose from, I think I asked him the other day and I phrased it this way. It was how much better are you going to feel come July when you have to dip into the minor leagues for for a start here and there versus last year because we can go back to last year and it took Tuki Toussaint being picked up off a waiver claim it took Luis Patino being acquired at the trade deadline to fill out the last two months of of White Sox uh, of, of White Sox starting pitching we heard at this time last year just wait Sean Burke Sean Burke Sean Burke he's the guy right that's going to get called up and and he's going to be the Davis Martin of 2023 right. kind of thing and then he was hurt he was ineffective and it didn't work out that way so the more you have to choose from the better the chances are that somebody is going to be capable of filling in at the major league level when the inevitability happens that they're going to have to well and to that point too am i wrong to think because you bring up it seems like the five spots in the rotation are pretty figured out cease fetty kopech soroka and flexen tucson will likely be in the bullpen as a guy that can spot start crochet will likely be in the bullpen we'll see if they use him as an opener to start in any way but they do have options on the major league team am i wrong to assume that the triple a rotation would be nick nestrini jared schuster jonathan cannon jake eater and kai bush could sure look that way that's exciting those 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 guys weren't in the, the – I mean, right? All of those guys, yeah. None, none of those guys were on in the organization last, last year. year. Well, right? Cannon. Oh, right, Cannon, Cannon was. No, yeah. okay. So four, yes, four, of the, four of the five weren't. Um, like, that's, that's just really exciting to see that 
development to, to see that flip over because that creates depth there too. And it's young depth and it's depth that really hasn't even found their full potential. So it is exciting to see how deep they do go. And we don't have, we haven't mentioned Davis Martin who likely will be back at some point, like May or, you know, June. And think about it too. Last year, the White Sox with all the starts they got from the top of their rotation still had to use 11 starters throughout the season. And so, yeah, 14 might seem like overkill, but as you said, you're going to have depth both at the major league level with Chucky Toussaint being available for spot starts every once in a while and other players. And the five people you named down in Charlotte, we've seen with the Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams regime where they had two starters at Charlotte. And so it was always somebody from the bullpen going up and grabbing starts there. And that, doesn't necessarily only hurt the Charlotte Knights. That hurts the Major League Club, too, because, as Vinny says, somebody goes down, and somebody will go down and or have bad performance. You need somebody to pick up that slack. And losing Jesse Schultens, who you know from his performances last year, is a Major League pitcher, at minimum, is a Major League pitcher. And he pitched pretty well for a team that went 61-101. and So losing that type of pitcher doesn't help the White Sox, but it looks like Chris Getz, Brian Bannister, Eat the Cats have fortified this team so they can absorb a loss a little bit more than they could last year or the years prior. So, yeah, it's bad to lose a player like Jesse Schultz, but I think they have enough players uh, to fortify the lineup and the rotation for both AAA and for the Major League Club. And I can't, like... uh I mean, it feels like this is, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. I can't believe this is going to be the silver lining I give you. But you look at the rotation, Cease, Fetty, Kopech, Soroka, Flexen, and you look at the bullpen, likely John Brebbia if he's healthy enough as you talk to him and, and got an update on his injury. Je- Jesse Chavez, Brian Shaw, Jimmy Lambert, Tim Hill, Davey Garcia, Tuki Toussaint, Garrett Crochet. We didn't even mention Tanner Banks. Who, I mean, Tan. he, he's not like, he started he's last not year. great anything to write home about, but he's pretty consistent. Yeah, and well, and two, I would just say what you just read off, Sounds realistic. That's not set in stone. Yeah. I mean, there are guys in, in, in camp right now that might win a – when, when I talk about how the mm, – it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of spots open in the rotation, it seems like there's a hell of a lot of spots open in the bullpen. So, I, I mean, what you just said there could very likely be how it ends up, but it's not it's, – it, there, there is room for that to be different. So, when you bring up, oh, but there's Tanner Banks over here, or, oh, but there's another guy over here – They've got just as good a shot as making that bullpen as, as, as the names you read off. Well, Brebby is likely just because he's getting paid so much. Brebby uh, and Hill will be there because of the major league free agent deals, absolutely. Crochet seems to be a major leaguer. I, we don't I, know. I don't know. They t- they're talking so vague and about what the outcomes of this could be. I really don't know what to say is the most likely outcome because we started spring training by hearing, yeah, maybe he could compete for a shot in the opening day rotation. That doesn't seem logical to to us on the outside um but like now we've gone and closed off the idea that he could be a starter in triple a why you know what i mean like like that that to me seems like it could still be a thing Mm -hmm. so i don't understand you know yeah i mean crochet being in the bullpen could be an outcome but it seems like there are multiple ones yeah i would i would be so disappointed with the white Sox. they pumped up Crochet as a starter the all offseason and just to have him downshift to be a reliever, which I would think he would perform well in. But if you're going to make him a starter, make him a starter and make him a starter either at the major league level or the minor league level. It doesn't make sense for him to just be a reliever on a team that's probably going to lose a lot of games this year. We'll see. Uh, and the other name that I 
didn't uh, set in stone, but I, I would set in stone. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I, actually, I would even go as far as say he's probably the closer, Davy Garcia. Um, so closer, Davy Garcia, the next Mariano Rivera. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're I think you're joking, of course. But like, but also like, why not? Why not? Who is Thank the you, who, who's the closer on this team right why now? Why not? Why couldn't he be the closer on this team? He absolutely will be. They don't have a. They don't have one. So why would couldn't he be? Davy Garcia, come on down. <laughs> hey, he threw two innings today. He was a former starter. Maybe Davy Garcia is a starter. Ah, I'm foaming at the mouth. When's this baseball starting? Uh, all right, uh, that's Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Thank you again for interviewing Paul DeYoung, and you could read his transcript of the Pedro Grafol interview up at allchgo.com. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Hector Wall Twenty Three. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow the show at chgo underscore white. Sox. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. Michael, Aiden, Matthew, Justin, hit that thumbs up button. Uh, blank name too. Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribing. We're getting closer and closer to the John Danks 50,000. Uh, so make sure you are spreading that news. And finally, we got hours left, hours remaining on that uh, sale. The 30% off anything you add to the cart, that discount automatically applies. So go check out chgolocker.com. Uh, we would really, really appreciate if you went and got yourself some CHGO swag. We will talk to you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Goodbye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, silly.